right then, I want you to come over here and lie down on the floor. Head outwards, feet that way. Okay, put your hand across your chest. Both hands. There we go. Now you're now watching a funeral. And we've got the preacher, pastor of the flock, his pastor. You've got a family member, a brother. You've got parents. And you've got workmates and a friend. And every one of them has come because they were connected to this man. And now, as they stand around, they have something to say. And each one will have something to say. So a person who knew him as a friend will have some words to say how she knew him, what kind of person he was. Someone who's at work will say, well, this is, I was his boss, and this is how I knew him at work. And the parents who are grieving, well, they'll have something to say too. They'll say, this is what he was like as a son. Seeing a brother, well, he'll be able to say, this is what he was like as a brother. And the pastor will be able to say, this is what he was like as a member of a church. And every one of them will have something to say about his life. The thing is, that right now while he's alive, he is writing the script. And once he's reached this stage, you can't write it anymore. You've just left a reputation behind by which you will be known. And so here's the question. How will you be known? How will you be known? What will you be known for? When your time comes, because everyone's time's going to come, it's just we never know how soon it will be. We never know when it will be. We kind of think we've got forever, but we know we haven't. We think we've got years, but it may just be tomorrow. We think we might have, you know, 40 years or something. But it could be just as simple as tomorrow, a careless driver, and he's died. Young people think you've got all your life ahead of you, but you just don't know how much of your life you've got ahead. But right now, to this day, you have already begun written, writing your reputation, your name. People already know you. Your friends know you. Pastor may know you. Youth leader may know you. Uh, you work for someone. Your parents know you. Everyone will have something to say about you. The question here is, how will you be known? What will you be known for? When your name is mentioned, what will be spoken about you? And I encourage you, if there's anything you take out of tonight, is to have a think about how you would want to be known at the end of your life and begin to make choices today to write that story. At the end of your life, people will say some things, but of all the people that has the most to say and the last word to say, it's God Himself. So what will God Himself say about you? You may be able to fool the pastor. You may be able to fool some people at work. But you can't fool God. He sees the life you live. People will have opinions of you that they will share. But only God knows exactly what happened and why it happened. And so the thing is, how will you be known? How will you be known on earth? That's your reputation among people. And how will you be known in heaven? That's your reputation with God. Right now, you're writing it.
When you get up tomorrow, you'll write another page of it. The Bible says our names are written in the book of life when we give our life to Christ. And then God records what we do and why we do it and how we do it. He records the motivations for it. He sees every secret of our heart. And there comes a time we stand before him and the books are open. Firstly, to check our name is in the book of life. Are we known in heaven? What a tragedy to be famous on earth but not known in heaven. What a tragedy to die and find that you were not known there at all. There's no place for you there. And for those who become known in heaven by personal faith in Jesus Christ, what will heaven say of you? What will God say of you? What will Jesus say of you? The Bible says this. He says, He comes and His reward is with Him to give every man according to His works. What will there be that you have done with your life that would cause Jesus to say, I have reward for you? What are you doing now with your life? Today. It's not about what you'll do in the future. It's what you're doing today is setting up your future. Choices today are deciding your future tomorrow. See, tonight we heard a testimony from Cheyenne, and his choices today are going to shape a different future for him and his family. But he is where he is because of choices yesterday. A new choice can change your future. So what will you be known for? I want to share with you just a few scriptures shortly. But I want you just to keep this thought in your mind. How will I be known before men? And how do I want to be known before God? No one can write that for you. You have to decide it. You want to be known as a lukewarm person who came and took the things of God so lightly that like Esau, you gave up your spiritual inheritance in order that you could just enjoy the good life. Or do you want to be known as a guy like Jacob who God loved him? He says, Jacob, have I loved? Because he had passion for a spiritual inheritance and a legacy that would go through generations. Will you be known as a person who built something that was worthwhile? Will you be known as a person who accomplished little with your life? How will you be known? I want you to have a think about that. Okay, thank you, team. You've done a great job. You can cheer up now. We've just raised him from the dead. <laughs> Turns out he wasn't dead at all. Praise the Lord. Thank you all for your help. open your Bible with me in Proverbs chapter 22 verse 1. Proverbs 22 verse 1. Proverbs 22 and verse 1. I love this one. A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches, loving favor than silver and gold. <laughs> a good name is to be chosen. A good name. A good name, literally a name that's got honor, character, reputation. A good name is to be chosen. Do you realize that? That you choose what you'll be known like. You, you won't have any choice over the name you're given. Parents gave you that name, so you've got no choice over that one. You may want to change it if you don't like it, of course. But the Bible says that a good name or a good reputation or character or honor is more worthwhile than money, silver and gold. So it's talking about treasure, riches, prosperity. Doesn't mean to say you can't have them both. But what it says is when it comes to the choice, choose a good reputation. Choose to be known as a person of character. Choose to be known as a person of God. So when people think about your name, so if I say I could use one name here right now, and immediately you know who I was talking about. I could use the name Joy. And you would know immediately who it was. I could use the name Lynn. And you would immediately know who I'm talking about. So your name gives your identity. 
but uh, uh, your name gives your identity. But not only is your name attached to who you are, your name is often attached to what you're known for. So if I use the word Lynn, then all kinds of thoughts will come to your mind. Now, some of them may not all be good, but I know, Leon, don't tell any stories now. But when the name Lynn comes to mind, you'll think all kinds of things. You'll actually have many associations with her name, which you attach to the person. In other words, in the time she's been here, that we have got to know her, she has established being known for certain things. So it's not just her name that's known, but you know the kind of character she is, you know what she does, you know the heart she carries, you know the laugh she has, you know the snort when she gets laughing too much, and, uh, and you know the fun, you know that she's wild on the inside. There's a lot of things that you know, many things you don't know, but there are a lot of things you know. So we associate things with a name. And what you associate with a name is the person themselves, and then what they have been known to produce in their life, what their life conveys out to the world what flows from their life. Uh, we also attach to a name who they're associated with. So many times when you think of a name, you think of who they're associated with or what they're associated with. So for example, if I was to give you the name Nike, immediately that name is associated with certain things. If we use the name Mother Teresa, immediately it's associated with certain accomplishments. If we use the name Samson, immediately you associate it with certain things. If we use the name Judas, immediately certain things come to mind. In other words, the, the, the people are not known just by the name they carry, but your name also incorporates how you are known, what you are known for, what you're associated with, what you're attached to, what you're connected to. So a Bible, uh, the thing is, a name is extremely important. And so uh, your name is also about who you're associated with and what you're known for. So I'm known for certain things. All over the world, I'm known for certain things. But the interesting thing is when I'm honored, often it's not related to those things that I'm known. Quite intriguing, really. I was just thinking about it, that whenever I've been in any situation where people have paid honor to me through words in any way, even though all over the world I go and I, you know, release people in the Holy Ghost and we set people free and deliver them and preach all the things, those aren't actually the things that people say. It's other things. They say things about the character, about who you are. So you are known for a whole range of things. You're known for the person you are. You're known for the kind of influence you have on people. You're known for who you're connected to. So we could use a name. And we say, oh, that's that gang, that's that group, they're attached to that. If I use the word mongrel mob, for example, you suddenly realize that's a whole group of people known under a certain name that gives them their identity. But uh, so our name is very, very important. So you're given a Christian name, but you choose what your reputation is going to be. And so God, no one wants to be forgotten. It's the interesting thing. No one wants to get to the end of their life and be insignificant and not accounted. And so throughout the Bible, and actually our experience, is that people want to be known. So we do things at school, so we'll get known. We try to accomplish things to get known. We may work to be very hard to get known, or we may be the dunce of the class to be known. It doesn't really matter. The thing is to be known, because no one wants to think that we're insignificant. There's not one of us wants to think that my life doesn't count and that I could just die and no one would even know I was dead. That is a horrible, horrible thought, that you died and life carried on and no one knew. We read sometimes in the paper of someone having died, about a month later they discovered the body. And you think, 
That is horrible. What is horrible about it? Because they're not known. And they've been able to go so long and no one realized they just had stopped living. So people don't want to, people don't want to fade away and not be known. And so the Bible, let me just give you a few examples in the Bible that every person within us wants our life to be significant and God wants your life to be significant. It's the how you go about it. And I want to show you just uh, two or three examples of people who went about it totally the wrong way. Here's the first one. It's found in uh, Genesis chapter uh, 11 and verse 4. Now, you'll know about this. Uh, any of you know your Bible a little bit? But look at this. Uh, you'll know about the Tower of Babel. Oh, that's where the languages were scattered. But what was the problem here? Look at this. It says in verse 4, Genesis 11, 4, it said, They said, Let us build ourselves a city. Let us build a tower whose top is into the heavens. Now notice what they had in mind. Let us make a name for ourselves. We want to be famous. We want to be famous, important. We want to be significant. And so we're going to build something. But the whole motivation is so we can be important, so our name lives on. And the root of something like that is pride. They just wanted to build a name for themselves, just wanted to be important. In other words, what drove them was to do something or anything that would cause their name and reputation to be known, that they would be famous, that they would be important. And we know how God came down, and He scattered that. What you may not be aware of is that there are two other guys in the Bible, and uh, they also wanted to be famous and wanted to be known. One is found in 1 Samuel chapter 15 and verse 12, and his name is Saul. And Saul, the Bible tells after he won a battle, it says, then he built a monument to himself. So can you imagine, he's just won a battle, and then he goes there, and he makes this big monument, and it's got a hand on the top of it, an open hand, speaking of power and victory and strength. And what he did was he built a monument to his own victories. And what he was trying to do was he was trying to get his name and his reputation to be important. You can't find that monument now. It's gone. But we do remember about Saul that he was a man who had a great call on his life, but he disobeyed the voice of God in his own pride and attempt to be famous and important. He lost what God gave him that would have given him lasting importance. Isn't that interesting? There's another guy, and his name is Absalom. He did exactly the same thing. Now, when we use the name Absalom, you would immediately know him for certain things. Let's have a look in 2 Samuel 18, and you'll see what he wanted to do as well, 2 Samuel chapter 18. And so, verse 18 and verse 18, here it is in 2 Samuel 18, 18. Now, Absalom in his lifetime had taken and set up a pillar for himself. Otherwise, he made a monument for himself. I want to be famous. So he built his own monument, and this is the reason he did it. I had no son to keep my name in remembrance, so he called the pillar after his own name. Now you notice this. He had no real authentic legacy to leave behind, so he invested in a pillar, a memorial to his name, which is not there now. And you notice what it says was the problem. It says he had no son. He had no one he had reproduced that would carry his name. And therein we find that the heart of God is that you establish a reputation by investing in the lives of other people, not achieving great things, doing great works, building great monuments, gaining great riches, trying to be famous for yourself. Fame is fleeting. It's 15 minutes, then it's gone. And yet people pursue it. Have a look at the people whose lives seem to be famous. 
rock stars and various kinds of people, you notice that they don't seem to succeed so well. For a long time, Tiger Woods was incredibly famous. Now he's notorious. How did he move from being famous to being notorious? Very simply, his character. Before, his name was associated with being squeaky clean and great success, high achievement. But when it proved that his moral character, his true name, his true nature was adulterous, then his reputation in the world dropped, and now he's quite notorious. He's, he's the, on the receiving end of jokes. I've seen cartoons and pictures sent to me, and I've got a picture of him and his wife, and she's got the golf club, and he's got half his teeth missing, and he's bruised and whatever. And we look at it and laugh. But actually, the thing underneath is his reputation has changed because of a moral failure. Now, here's the thing. The world proposes you can go out and do what you like, and you can sleep with this one and sleep with that one. What it doesn't tell you is what's obvious, that when you do that, you actually become a failure in life. Think about it. You ever think about Bill Clinton? What's he known for? Well, he was a great president. He was a very successful man. What's he known and remembered for? His immorality. What took him out of his office? His immorality. He has a bad reputation, a bad name. How did he get a bad name? By just a little bit of sin in his life that destroyed his reputation. So what will you be known for? What are you being known for now? Are you known as a gossip? Are you known as a good friend? Are you known as a mean person, a selfish person? Are you known as a generous person? See, God's plan is that we've been known, but we're known for the right things. And here's how God wants you to be known. Notice what Absalom said, I have no son to carry on remembrance of my name. God's plan is we invest in the lives of others, raise them up, and that creates an eternal memorial of success in our life. Think about that. What at your, at your graveside, when you stand there, or perhaps you're, you're there underground or whatever, and you've got no idea what's going on around you. But you know something? Rarely do people say, well, wasn't it great how he made so much money? Wasn't it great how he had so many things? They don't say anything about that. What they do is they remember what you were known for, or they make it up, because you weren't known for good things at all. So what is in, in heaven, what do we want to be known for? What do you want to be known in heaven and on earth for? Now, here's an interesting thing about Jesus. The Bible says, he says this. He said in John chapter 17, verse 6, he said, Father, I have made your name known. Father, in verse 26, I have declared your name and made your name known. Jesus committed his life to make the Father famous. And because Jesus committed his life to make God famous, and to identify with the cause of God on the earth. The Bible says in Philippians 2 and verse 4, 5, and 6, it says, because he humbled himself and became a servant even to the point of death, God has raised him up. Now notice this, and God has given him a name above every other name that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven, in earth, and things under the earth. Now notice this, he's given a name. Well, I know what his name is, Jesus. What is the name he's been given? He has been given a name of honor, and stature and esteem. Why? Because he identified with his Father in heaven and he invested his life in bringing a legacy for God. I wonder if you have considered what you are investing your life in and what you will invest your life in. Will you invest it just in the pursuit of money? If God's called you to do that, that's wonderful, do it. But use the finance to bring honor to God and to invest in a generation of people. 
Has God called you into education, teaching or whatever? Well, then go to it and excel. But excel in bringing honor to God in the way you live your life and in reaching and impacting a young generation with the kingdom of God. Have you been called to music? Well, that's wonderful. Well, then excel in music, train and learn and do the very best you can. But decide that in all you're doing, you'll bring honor to God, honor to His name by the way you do what you do. That you will walk in His ways, uh, you'll walk in His principles, you'll give honor to Him, you won't live by compromise, and you will invest in the lives of people. Because at the end of your life, you leave everything behind except the people you have invested in. The people whose lives were touched because you made a decision to follow Jesus Christ. So how will you be known? Well, if we were to go around your friends, we could find out now how you are known. Well, bad-tempered? Oh, really? Oh, quite mean and selfish? Oh, really? Well, I've got a real big ego. Oh, really? How is it you're being known? Oh, well, just loves themselves. Oh, really? Is that how they're known? Well, while they're like that, they can't really be of any use to God. They actually have to go through a process of change called repentance, whereby we begin to alive and decide, I'm going to, make, I'm going to associate with the greatest cause this world has ever known, the cause of bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to people who don't know Him, giving them an eternal life, giving them a hope, calling them out of darkness, calling them out of prisons of demonic bondage, calling them into life, I will serve Jesus Christ, advance His gospel in the field God has called me. And I will become known. How will I be known? Because I will excel. I'll give honor to Jesus Christ. You read in Daniel chapter 1, Daniel gave honor to God in the way he lived his life. And God in turn honored him, lifted him up. He become known. We now know the name Daniel. Daniel outlived three kings. Daniel is known as a man of prophetic revelation. Daniel is a man who influenced three generations as an administrator in an ungodly kingdom. Why is he known? Because his life brought honor to God. When you and I bring honor to God with our life, when we live a life that honors God, that challenges people, that calls people to see there's something different, I tell you something, God looks upon it, and our name's known in heaven. There's a story I'll finish with in Acts chapter 19. It goes like this. That seven sons of Sceva found a man who was full of demons, and they tried to cast the demons out. And the demon yelled out, and he said, Jesus I know, I know him. I'm well acquainted with him. I have a working experiential knowledge of who he is. And Paul, yeah, I've heard about him. I've heard he's been messing up the kingdom of darkness. Everywhere he goes, demons, I've heard all about him. But who are you? I don't know you, and I don't recognize you. So he attacked them. Are you known in the realm of the heavens? Are you known in the realm of the Spirit? Are you known as a servant of the living God, a child of the living God, because you gave your life to Jesus, got born again, and are walking in no compromise, walking with the cause of God in your heart? Are you known like that in the heavenly realm? See, well, you decide that. You see, you get known in the heavenly realm by the way you walk on the earth with God. You just make choices every day. I'll get up, I'll praise the Lord, I'll worship Him, I'll live my life according to His Word, I'll be honest, I'll walk with God. As you walk with God, you get known. You get known in heaven, you get known on the earth. You know, you're a Christian, aren't you? Hey, that's good, they already know who I am. I was quite surprised when I got to Danny Burke, first came there, I'd only just give my life to Christ, and uh, I was known immediately as a Christian the moment I got there. They all knew who I was. 
made jokes about it, made fun about it, didn't invite me any parties or anything like that. I still drank in those days, but it didn't make any difference. I was a Christian. Don't bring that wowser to our party. It ruined the party. So I decided I won't ruin any party. I will pray that God will fill me with the Holy Ghost. And so anytime I got invited to any function, I would pray to get filled with the Holy Ghost so that the joy that was in my life was unmistakable, so it would flow into those meetings. So I'd go to places, I'd be full of the joy of the Lord. They'd think I'd been on the booze all flipping night, hadn't had a drink, just got filled up with the Holy Ghost, full of joy, full of freedom, laughing, and then watching for that magic moment when the atmosphere changes and demons come in, it's time to leave. Bye, fellas. Been a great party. I'm out of here now. See, how are you knowing? Do people even know you're a follower of Christ? Or do they look at your life and say, I can't work you out at all. You say you're a Christian, but look at the way you run your life. You see, these men were known. They were known in the spirit world. Well, Jesus, we know Paul, we know. We don't know you, but Paul was known. Paul was known in the realm of heaven. How did he get known? Because of this simple thing. Here's Paul, a murderer. He's a he, he, he did all these wicked kind of things, and God put his hand on him. He said, yes, Lord, count me in. I will follow you passionately and make my life count for you. He brought glory to God with his life. When he got to the end of his life, he said, there's a crown. Heaven will celebrate. I guess on earth that day, there are very few people who realize what they were doing when they killed Saul, killed Paul, put him to death. A lot of people would have grieved. But the interesting thing is, he didn't really die a famous death. You don't even have a record in the Bible of how he died. And the Bible tells us that he was in prison and he had so few people supported him that actually had to ask his son Timothy to bring him a cloak because he was cold. So according to the world, he didn't seem to be very important. But in heaven, he was incredibly important. And you and I owe our lives to him, owe our salvation, owe much to him. See, so what will you be known for? Something great? Are you going to live a mediocre life? Live within the limitations of fear? Or will you connect with Jesus Christ and the greatest cause there is of extending the kingdom of God and discover what God called you to do and make His name famous? So everywhere you go, people know there's a real God. Man, that person says something different about them. I remember walking into a real estate office, just had to sign a contract of some kind, and I got talking to the lady there, and she didn't want me to go. She said, the things you say are so different to what I've ever heard. I kind of like you talking. Isn't that interesting? I was just talking about the things of God, the kingdom of God. So what will you be known for? Perhaps tonight, it's an opportunity for you to come to Christ. So you're known in heaven, your name is written in heaven. Here's one thing I found is interesting. I have looked in the New Testament and the men of faith in Hebrews 11. Samson, I know what he did. I know what he did. I know he failed massively, but I don't read a record of his failure there. Jephthah, well, Jephthah failed too. In fact, I found there's a lot of failures and mistakes in that book of faith. When you look for it, a lot of these men had tremendous failures. But when God records them in the New Testament, he doesn't record them according to their failures. He just said, these were men of faith, men that walk with me. He written away the memory of their failure and recorded their successes. Men of stature. But they were ordinary people. Elijah, a man of like passions. He got upset, got angry, did all kinds of stuff. Got depressed, had bad days, just like you and me. But God said he's a man of faith. So what will you be known for? Today God can wipe away every mistake, every failure, and set you on a course for greatness. The course for greatness 
is being connected to Jesus Christ and what He is building in the earth. Why don't we close our eyes right now. Father, right now we just thank You. We thank You. Thank You for sending Your Son, Jesus Christ, into the earth. Not just to die on the cross for our sins, but much, much more to give us a destiny, a hope, a purpose for living. Father, tonight we thank You for that. Just while our eyes are closed and heads are bowed, is there anyone here tonight not made a commitment to Jesus Christ? Or perhaps in your commitment to Him, you've faltered and fallen back and discouragement or difficulty has caused you to lose your edge, caused you to draw back. Well, you don't want to be known as a lukewarm believer. You don't want to be known as someone who got overcome. You don't want to be known as someone who started out well but never really finished. I know you don't want to be known as that. You don't want to be known as someone who quit and gave up when it got tough. You don't want to be known that way. No one wants to be known that way. You want to be known as a man and woman of faith. Well, why don't you just say yes to Jesus Christ? Not just tonight. Tonight's the place to do it. But then tomorrow when you get up, I'm saying yes to the Lord too. Yes to a passionate life serving God. Yes to being filled with the Holy Ghost. Yes to prayer. Yes to the Word of God. I'm saying yes to the destiny God has for me. I'm saying yes to discovering my giftings and expanding the kingdom of God and bringing honor to Him of helping as many people as I can possibly with my life.